Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. There's no surprise, I'm on a rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to wait. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. Oh, you didn't know? Yo, I better call somebody. What up, what up? What is going down, everybody? We are back at you with Fantasy News today. If you guys didn't check out the episode earlier with Ricky Williams, make sure you go do that. I'm throwing the link in the chat. There we go. And I put a timestamp in there so you can just jump ahead to when Ricky jumps on the show. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Let's see. Up in the house, we got Minnesota Marty up in the house nice and early. Oh, hold on, hold on. I knew something fell off. All right. Minnesota Marty in the house. Bakes a lot in the house. Our man Crispy in the house. What up? What up? Marty said, dude drafted Jerome Ford and I want him. So I took Mariota because he have because he has hurts. Might <laughs> might have to wait a while, but I'm getting Ford. <laughs> and more from you, Hammer. That shit's funny. All right, and we got Bogey in the house. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Dig it, sucker. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, hey, hey. Can you dig it, sucker? Yeah. Doing this thing. Shout out to the hammer. Oh yeah. It's camera time. <laughs> you feel really? me? Okay. Uh, before we get into a lot of the random news, why don't we talk about DeAndre Hopkins? So some of the big pieces about him today. The Bills, they say that they are unlikely to sign him due to not having enough cap space. And that's coming from three executives within the Bills organization. So it's just like we said at first. Bills and the Chiefs is gonna be really hard for them. They have like no cap space at all. But I'll give you one. I'll give you one hint, real quick, Bogey. I'll give you one guess. Who do you think is going all out and going extra hard to try to get um, DeAndre Hopkins? Who is the Baltimore Ravens? (laughs) 
Not in this, but not in this specific case. The guy oh, who's oh, going hard. The guy who's going extra hard for DeAndre Hopkins right now. He said he's doing everything that he can to, to recruit DeAndre Hopkins over there to, to the Browns. Said they're both still really close friends. And, uh, I mean, we already know the types of years that they had together. I'm all, you know, I'm all about that. I just, for fantasy, I don't think that's the greatest spot, but but that's just me basing it on what they've been the last couple of years, right? Because, like, I mean, even you, you're an advocate for saying that they're probably going to pass more, and I, I don't argue with that. So let's get, well, let's, let's get Watson back with his boys, right? Let's see if it happens. All right. Tom Brady, he came out and said <laughs> that he is not coming back. <laughs> I think it's a lie. You know, do avocados still exist? <laughs> yeah, so I, that, that's coming straight from Tom Brady's mouth that he's not coming back, but we'll see. He's lied before. I'm sure he's not afraid to lie again. I mean, you know, lying got him all those championships. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> all right. I know we all like Judge Davis Mills Lane around here, right, at least for the nickname. Let's get it on. But C.J. Stroud, they say, is way ahead of pace of taking control over all the first-team reps over Davis Mills. Ooh. Ooh, what are you gonna do, Judge? <laughs> right. I mean, that's good. We want to hear that. Listen up. I want a good, clean fight. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. We we might have we might have seen the end of the Judge. It might be nothing more than a backup. I mean, he outplayed his. Hey, he needs to get over here. Yeah, hey, I'll play I'll right there. Okay. Yeah, played his draft capital. That's for sure. What up, Antonio? I was just talking about it. If you guys didn't get a chance to check out the Ricky Williams episode, go check that out. I put the link in the chat a little bit ago. It was super dope. Super dope. A lot of 420 talk, as there always is. Let's see. Okay. So we know how on some teams there's like a lot of haters. On the Chargers, when asked, when Keenan Allen was asked about Quentin Johnston, he said that he's a phenomenal athlete. His athletic ability is through the roof, and he has been very impressive. So uh, I don't know if you guys have seen any social clips with uh, QJ, Quentin Johnston, doing uh, – it's kind of just a lot of, like, jumping catches, like him in the end zone, jumping, doing one-handed catches, like things like that. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, though. Pretty cool to see, and uh, I guess Keenan Allen's not hating on him, though. Keenan Allen's not hating on him. All right, let's see. Okay, so for Sean Payton, he said uh, yesterday that Greg Dulcich could see time in the Joker role that his, uh, in his offense. So let's see. I we, we want Greg Dulcich to be something. I mean, Adam Troutman coming back over there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of annoying for any of us who thought Greg Dulcich was going to be like a thing, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, 
let, let's hope that um, let's hope that Russ can cook. Let's hope that Dulcich can cook. Judy, what up, Tyler? What's going on, bro? And uh, everyone who's in the, our fantasy football group, make sure you're on the lookout for Tyler and uh, the Fantasy Football Advice Forum. It's a cool platform, and uh, I know they're uh, they're going to be making a name for themselves this year. So be on the lookout for Tyler's posts about the Fantasy Football Advice Forum. And uh, he said QJ will never be relevant or will be relevant because Allen and Williams never play a whole season. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they said Mike Williams is already a little bit banged up. So I'm uh, curious to see, does he, is he going to be one of the starters like right out of the gate because of an injury to Mike Williams or something like that? Um, Yeah, Keenan Allen, man, those hamstrings, bro. You got to keep those hammies healthy. And uh, while we're on the Chargers still, left tackle, Rashawn Slater. So last year tore his bicep and uh, didn't play again throughout the rest of the season. That was something that really, really screwed Herbert. I mean, you lose your left tackle, like that is nowhere nice for the QB. But he said that his bicep is back to 100% uh, for at least the last couple months, he's been uh, 100% healthy. So this is something we should all be excited about if we have Herbert because I'm sure that most of us forgot about that. Uh, you lose your left tackle in week three, you're going to have issues. And it was like he was getting hurt like right after that. So, yeah, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Let's see here. Uh, Tony Pasta. So he came out in an interview and said that uh, that he's back to running and cutting at full speed. Um, he's uh, way ahead of schedule as far as, like, his recovery goes. Because, yeah, he got hurt, like, right at the end of the – well, not at the end of the season. It was the playoff game. But he got hurt in uh, in that final playoff game. But he said um, he's, he's ahead of schedule with everything that's going on. But he said he's just be, really being smart with, uh, with the way he's going to conduct himself physically in the offseason. Who's this? Tony Pasta. Oh, Tony Pasta, forget about it. He said he's ahead of schedule, but uh, just being smart with the way that uh, that he's out there cutting and running and all that stuff right now. Man, he's supposed to, you know what's crazy? I just want to reiterate this. He's not a load-carrying motherfucker. Please stop expecting him to be that. I'm saying that. He's been mad efficient. And for people that don't watch every game by game, you know what I'm saying? And don't listen to a Cowboy fan either because he'd be like, he's the greatest. You know what I mean? Yep. Marty said, I watched uh, QJ highlights and it really is true about the body catching. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I really don't like if these wide receivers got to catch it with their body. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, if you can't catch it with your hands, if you got weak ass hands, like you're going to have a lot of drops and you're going to get smashed a lot. Dudes are just going to blast you and try to knock that ball loose every time. Listen, I'm not going to lie, bro. Every time I walk in a room, I just throw something at my little man, bro. And he just, ah. Because if not, he's getting pegged. <laughs> he's going to have the greatest hands, bro. You know, Jerry Rice, his dad just throw bricks at him. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were working, you know what I mean? And if he <laughs> dropped those bricks, that's money. You know what I mean? Let's stay in the AFC West. It's crazy. This is, again, we're hearing about Justin Ross, and this time it's from Andy Reid saying that Justin Ross has the trust of Patrick Mahomes. So we've heard it from... Patrick Mahomes first, and then we heard it from a source, and now we're hearing Andy Reid. 
But just because he has the the trust of Mahomes doesn't mean he's going to be on the field, right? Like, I mean, I guess we got to kind of read the way. Well, he's medically he's medically cleared to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was the whole thing. Like, yeah, he's like the handfuls of injuries. Now he's like a year removed from those. Because he was coming back for some kind of leg surgery. Then he re-aggravates it. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Has a setback and recovery. And And Marty said Ross is the quick guy, right? Yeah, he was the guy. Well, he was undrafted, right? And like, but everyone was getting all hella hyped because he's hella fast. And man, I dropped Justin. You know, I'm mad in some of your dynasties. I dropped Justin Ross like, like during the year. A couple years, <laughs> you know what I mean? Didn't, I didn't, have, I didn't, didn't have, have taxi him, squad spot for him. I didn't have him in the taxi to begin. I'm just you know, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, he is the quick guy, and he's the guy who Patrick Mahomes like talked about a couple times last year, and then he got hurt and didn't play one. I mean. I don't even remember if he was in the preseason. I think he got hurt before the preseason. He got hurt training camp. Yeah. He was he was shining in OTA's rookie mini camp because Mahomes last year, Talking like a real champion, went out there and threw threw the ball at rookie mini camp, even. You know what I mean? Uh uh-huh. yeah, and he was he was glo- he was uh he was all giddy about Justin Ross last season. Remember that? The last uh, OTAs. And bakes a lot. I think the heart next to the chat, I think that just likes the stream if you hit that. I'm not sure, but I've seen that on the mobile uh, as well. I think it's something new that YouTube's doing. Cool. Um, shout out to Ricky Williams, right? Yeah, that was awesome. You know what I mean? It's dope talking to it. Like, because, see, I, I love watching somebody that, like, is, is humble but also knows he's somebody to be able to laugh about situations like that. Yeah, I went to the, I was just a scruffy black dude in this motherfucker. <laughs> and then I go back the next time, somebody ain't recognized me, and then everybody busts the phones out. I was like, oh, shit, it's the day and age we live in. You know what I mean? When he's like, yeah, yeah I'm Ricky. You know what? <laughs> Running for president. <laughs> he said it, right? 16 you years heard it right. first. <laughs> Proud vote for him, man. Hell I yeah. I was just saying that this week, right? I said, huh, did you ever vote? He said, I voted one time when I turned 18 because it was like I, I turned 18 during the fucking, uh, during the year, and it wasn't even no presidency shit. You know what I'm saying? Year, it was like 2000, 2023, I turned 18, or 2000, uh, 2003. Yeah, wow, 20 years ago. Yeah, you know I mean? Awesome. It'd be all about bringing weed into the White House. <laughs> Imagine the meetings that could get done. <laughs> I know, right? Awesome. He said 16 years. So get ready, guys. So what would that make it? That would make it for the election for 2040, right? 2040. You know what 2040 is backwards? It's 420. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weed edge. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Close enough. Don't ruin it. <laughs> that shit's fucking funny. <laughs> That shit was too. That's so much good work, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And uh, yeah, let's see what other news we got here. Let's see. <clears throat> and shout out to our guy Lee too, man. And shout out to Catherine. You know what I mean? Speed so up. yeah, hope hope you're doing all. Hope she's doing all right. Yeah. Right. yeah hope for a speedy recovery. So Josh McDaniels, when he's been being asked about Jimmy G's foot issue, uh, he, he brings up another player and he says, well, Josh Jacobs wasn't able to do a whole lot last year either, and he had a decent year. Ooh. 
he told that reporter. <laughs> he did. Uh, he said, look, look here, motherfucker. Where's Josh Jacobs at? He's like, get out of here. Vouch for this. <laughs> what is this, Marty? Let's see. Uh, Panthers, Frank Wright told reporters that they'll be they'll be experimenting using LaVisca Chanel in a Debo uh, Samuel type of role. Yeah, because that's that because he, you know, what I'm saying that when he was drafted to the Jags, that was the type of upside that they had for this kid like a, a big slot presence, but also he could do some end arounds and, and he can get some carries out of the backfield. And you know, he's he's one of those. He was like Kadarius Tony before Kadarius Tony, where it's like, hey, just get the ball in this kid's hands. Like that was like, you know what I mean? A lot of times it's almost like they don't know what to say about the kid, huh? Yeah. You know what, man? But listen, he's great. Just get the ball in his hands. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what's tough is like, I don't know, he's not really that great of a route runner. I mean, he's like quick, but he's not like, he doesn't have like super top end speed, you know? So, you know what they say about those guys? They go, he's really athletic. Yeah. <laughs> you got to look out for these descriptions. Yeah. The descriptions that, 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 that the scout reports sometimes when it's just much vague like that, it's not it's not the greatest. You know what I mean? Marty said that'd be crazy if Chanel was turned into a fantasy relevant player this year. I, I mean, yeah, I don't I, Other than like a random flex here or there, you know, besides the bye weeks, like I don't know if he's going to be anything more than that. I think like May DJ Charker has a better chance of being fantasy relevant than, than uh, Chanel. Like, they, just told us, they just told us he's about to be the most fluky, unreliable guy in fantasy. That's what they said. They, by saying, hey, yeah. he's Evo Samuel Rover, and you know, we're gonna do all kind of stuff, and he's gonna be like a, an offensive weapon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, so the Bears, they're apparently still eyeing back way and uh, gonna try to make a big push to get him over there. Hey, or whatever. What's our man? Rasheen Green? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the only guy they addressed. That, that, that's the only way they addressed the pass rush in this, in this offseason. Yeah. So, like, I, I was I was saying, like, man, if they had any kind of contendership at all, Frank Clark is, like, looking, we'll, we'll probably go there. Because that's another guy, like, floating around. Like, he's just waiting around, like, which contender am I going to go to? For sure. Yeah, Dennis Gadget player. Damn right. All right. Uh, Mike McCarthy is talking about Jalen Tolbert, saying that he's made some nice plays during OTAs. And uh, said that uh, be on the lookout for him to make a second year jump. He was like zero. He was like nothing. He was like so irrelevant that he was like, I don't know. And that's why somebody didn't drafted him too in one of our drafts. I just saw him get drafted like yesterday. I just drafted him in one of the spots in the 40s. That's who I think it was you. (laughs) Never know. We never know. Yeah, we'll see. But like, he got no. Oh, Dax Hill made me mad, bro. You weren't even gonna look at Carl Office, but I was looking position. I was like, "Hey, he was next on my queue." I was like, "I'll wait till the next round. I'll get Dax." <laughs> oh my man! <laughs> man, Dax Hill is gonna be so dope. Uh, this, this is the range I've been grabbing him too. I, I should have just did it. Yes, there you go. Banks, I think I took him in the 47th round. Yeah, see, something like that. And, uh, yeah, Dennis, no problem. So thanks for linking me up with Marty and Zach. That's going to be dope if you guys end up do going to uh, uh, to a Vikings game together. And that'd be even doper if it was the fucking Vikings-Chiefs game week five. That'd be a fucking sick-ass fantasy game to go to. Yeah. That's a badass stadium, too. Yeah, that would be dope. And uh, let's see, who else do we got here? 
Um, okay, for the uh, for the Seahawks, still no timetable on uh, Jamal Adams. Um, so it's his quads, and then um, who's the young boy? Uh, fuck. Because they don't have Ryan Neal no more. There's another guy that we got to put on our radar. Yeah, what the hell? We're going to share it with the crew. Huss is like, damn it, why you have to bring his name up? (laughs) We're trying to hide this motherfucker. Hold up. Come on, what the fuck? He was an undrafted guy, right? No. No, no, no. He was a fifth-round draft pick. So, I mean, just like last year, they draft Tariq Woolen, you know, in the fourth or fifth round, something like that, and he balls out. It's uh, Jarek Reed. That's who it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if Jamal Adams, I mean, fuck, everything that we're hearing right now doesn't sound like he's anywhere close to coming back for the start of the year. So I would assume he's a pup. Uh, Seahawks, Seahawks are an organization that's so down to throw in a guy that has talent and you know, they don't give a fuck about the draft capital. Like, oh, man, he's doing it. You're in there. And they're good at drafting these DBs yeah. late. Safeties and fucking cornerbacks. I mean, and uh, then Josh, uh, Snyder. Josh Snyder's back on his shit, man. I ain't gonna lie. Has here we here goes our first Jordan Brooks news. Um, they said they won't have a timetable for him for six to eight weeks. This is good news for me because I'm trying to get Jordan Brooks off of Peacock right now. Peacock, if you're watching, <laughs> because I sent him. I mean, I I, I started off simple. I, I got I got Tyler Huntley. You got Lamar Jackson. Let's, let's, you need Lamar Jackson. I said, and I, I hit him with the truth. I said, man, hey, listen, bro, you got Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, bro. And you're the number one seed. You got into the playoffs, and it went awry. You know what I mean? It's some insurance for you. And I'm going to take Jordan Burks off your hands. Yeah. So, um, but but he said I'm going to counter. I'm like, okay. I expect I expect both these guys to start off on the pup. I mean, shit, eight weeks. That's uh, I mean, that's June and July right there. So, I mean, I guess we're going to hear something towards the beginning of uh, training camp, and you know. Hopefully we hear something legit at that point. So I want to know, is he going to play a half a season? Is he literally going to come back for like the last couple games? If anything, I mean, shit, if he only comes back for the last couple games or could, I mean, if they're not, if they're out of it or not anywhere in playoff contention, I mean, they might just have him sit the whole year. You know, um, Peacock, I actually really hope you're watching this now. He might sit an entire year. A range of outcomes, just a wide range of outcome here. Let's Actually, see. you know what? I don't want Jordan Brooks anymore. I want Devin White now. <laughs> Let's see. Oh man! All right. So now, just uh, a guy who got who got a little bit banged up. I mean, I'm not even gonna say injured. Let's just say banged up during OTAs. All you Cowboys fans, Shoemaker. He was seen wearing a boot. Around mm-hmm. uh, around his foot, but not. not you got bad luck with their linebackers, bro. Like no, 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 no. Cox. no, 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 Shoemaker for the Cowboys. It's uh, he's the tight end. Oh, never mind. Oh, not not overshown. Right, right. Shoemaker, Shoemaker. Mm. Yeah. So they I said it's, make good not, it's not deemed to be serious, but still, I mean, <laughs> that's the headline. He's in a walking boot today uh, around practice, so we just don't like to hear shit. I'll, like I'll be the judge of what we deem serious or not. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it on! <laughs> Let's see. What do we got here? Um, 
the Cleveland Browns, they're going into more of a fast tempo offense this year. Um, I'm assuming more passing, but at least that's what they're saying here. They're emphasizing more. I mean, that, that goes with your narrative. That's, that's great for your narrative, right? And I'm going to, uh, listen, I'm about to start backpacking your narrative because if we want, want to, I mean, here's my thing. Um, a good coach should be able to adapt. You know what I mean? If that motherfucker ain't adapting to that shit, bro, to the game and what it is now, I don't know what to tell you. They got, they mortgage their entire future. They, they set precedents. Get in this motherfucker, Watson. Use Watson. God damn it. Hit the drop. <laughs> Hello, ladies. And they said with this uh, with this style of offense, the early standout has been Elijah Moore. We I got, got no- Elijah Moore in the block. <laughs> we got no Cooper, and uh, we got no Cooper out there still. And but, then, uh, then watch when they get uh, when they get Hopkins, and it's like, yeah, fuck everybody over there, but Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, I mean unless if they're okay, going to they, throwing more, they didn't I mean, hurry up. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I mean, if Hopkins comes over that, I assume he's fourth fiddle, you know, or even fifth fiddle, maybe behind Njoku at that yeah. point. I think that they could run a lot of three wide receiver sets. I bet they run more wide receivers, more three wide receiver sets this year than they did over the previous. Okay, I'll agree with this. You know why? Because they just said they want to run more plays. Yeah. They they didn't say it that way. They said they want to be faster on offense. That means you want to go up-tempo. Like they said, that means they're going to run more plays. More plays means more volume. You know what I mean? Like, hey – I'm, I'm, maybe maybe they could be one of the more uh, 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 prolific fantasy offenses, and that that people are sleeping on. I hope so. But what's crazy my- about this is the brand is like that whole AFC uh, North. It's always been like a slow ground and pound, just like the entire division was always like that. Maybe you know Big Ben here and there was like the exception to the rule. You I know? mean, he was throwing for five thousand. <laughs> that's what I mean. But and, and, and even even Andy Dalton, bitch ass, he was throwing, he was slinging that bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, that's really the only. Joe Flacco had a couple of fucking a couple of uh, you know, he'll shoot it out. Kind of. But those were kind of the the kind of exceptions to the rule over the last like handful of years. But now you got fucking Watson over there. You got Joe Burrow. You got Lamar Jackson signed to a really big contract. So we uh, and, and everything that they're talking about is moving more towards passing. The and then there's Kenny Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, Pittsburgh's going to be like they're going to be their their normal self, but they don't have an identity crisis. Like they're just always doing good Defense enough to run the ball for the playoffs. Yeah, defense run the ball is them. I mean, that's shit, like, like, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. Like, man, I mean, that's just insane. And it's crazy that their standard is so good that that's not even good enough. It's like you got to win playoff games, too. You got to be getting to the Super Bowl. And I don't think it's a Super Bowl team, but they're definitely going to be good enough to compete in that division and for the wild card. It's going to be well, interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing Kenny Pickett. The yeah. New the new two gloves. Yeah, he's someone I'm definitely going to be getting. Uh, I, I'm going to be targeting a lot in these uh, these redraft leagues because we're going to be able to get him so late. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's either going to be a high end third QB to have, right? 
Yeah, low end second or a high end yeah, third. Second or high end third. Yeah, like I like I, I think I'll have like Kenny Pickett, Ritters. You know what I mean? Fucking uh, who else? Sam Howells. Like on the lower end of that. Like that's my thirds. Like at least that's what I would hope. You know what I mean? Yeah, for I'm sure. All about that. Definitely. And strangers to Andy Dalton, <laughs> on field play slander will be tolerated. <laughs> and we will not be tolerated, or will be tolerated. It will be. I mean, he did say will be. That's uh, yeah, because who? Uh, I mean, Carson Palmer definitely. You know, before Andy Dalton, did Andy Dalton played with Ocho, right? Did he? So. No, no, he didn't. Heinz no. played with what's his name with uh, AJ Green. AJ Green. I want to say they came in the same year, right? That's crazy. Hey, let, let's go double check that. I'm yeah, let's go down the rebel because it's, you know what I'm saying. Look, look and we're gonna bring you to our next section of the next segment of the show: high end mediocrity. <laughs> let's see. Let's look at Andy Dalton and AJ Green. Let's see. That's fucked up, huh? Because if I ever met AJ Green, I'd be like, bro, you this shit, bro. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't bring you up on the high end mediocrity segment. I mean, he <laughs> more Andy Dalton, right? Because AJ, yeah, yeah, it was Andy. AJ, AJ Green was elite, like coming oh, out. How many did? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five thousand yard seasons to I think start. His name is Adriel Jeremiah or something like that. <laughs> AJ Green. Remember, remember, Mark used to fuck us up, huh? Yeah, it is. Yep, Adriel Jeremiah Green. What yeah. do you guys feel about Adriel Jeremiah? Who the fuck is that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget what. Uh, yeah, who was it? Jethro Jeremiah Watt. <laughs> like, who the shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool and, names though. Oh, for sure. Andy Dalton definitely uh, mediocrity. You know, I mean, uh, come on, give it to me. He's only How mediocre. Is he? He's only went over a <laughs> thousand yards twice. You know, there's only two games that I can think of in his career that he went over 400 passing yards, and that was when he got with Zach Taylor, who's the current head coach of the Bengals right now. 2013 and 2016, those are the only two years he went over 4,000. Damn, bro. Jimmy it's crazy, Jesus. though, and but still, because hey, Jimmy, he, won Jesus, seven, he still has 38,000 passing yards. So like, so he was like, so he was like a shiny, a shiny yet sloppier Alex Smith. Yeah, and seeing this is ridiculous. Like he's he's got to be in the top twenty five all time of like passing yards. See, and that's why I don't like the no all fucking away. Yeah, Kerry Collins is twentieth uh, with. A little bit less than 40. Oh, who doesn't know? Kerry Collins. <laughs> he, he's only got a couple uh, a couple hundred yards shy of, uh, of 40, 41,000. And Andy Dalton's at 38,000. And uh, so it's not that much difference there. So he goes up to every game. He's like, the Andy Dalton's there. He's like, listen, motherfucker, you ain't finna get it. It's mine. Yeah, it's and my it's because nobody. 25th overall? You know, this only has it up to up to twenty, so I don't know exactly where he where he ends up on there. Okay, but this is crazy though because we look at like the top. Here's the top ten 
all-time passing yards leaders. And or actually, how about let's do this? Why don't you name the all the ten all-time? Okay, give me Brady. Throw it in the chat, guys. Give, give me Barithi. One and two, the only guys give over eighty thousand yards. Okay, now no particular order. Just start throwing some names out. Give me Brett Farva. Seventy-one thousand. Give me Peyton Manning. Seventy-one thousand. Give me Dan fucking Marino. Number eight on the list was sixty-one thousand. Okay, how many? How many did I rattle off? Uh, you rattled off the top four and Dan Marino. Okay. So you got one, two, I got, I got half the choice. Five. You have five more. Okay. Give me that motherfucking dirty vato. Give me John Elway. <laughs> Damn it. That dirty 50, vato. 51,000. Didn't even crack. Oh, you ain't even cutting it. Didn't even crack the top 10. But this is where the list is flawed, right? This okay, give me list. fucking Aaron Rodgers, man. Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, come on, right? Ninth, ninth on the list, 59,000 yards. So he's he's in range to uh, to eclipse Dan Marino this year. Okay, we're getting sticky here. <laughs> Give me Kurt fucking Warner. Give it to me. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, two strikes. Kurt Warner is not even in the top 20. Damn son of a bitch. <laughs> It's it's crazy because these last like oh oh these uh, last four does Otto Graham count? Give me Otto Graham. Nah, I'm out. And nope, not fans or you not not Fouts or Unitas in the chat. You want me to just read them off? They're they're not hard. Yeah, I mean I I already struck out, so you got to give it to me now. Here's what's so crazy. It's not hard to think about these guys, but when we think of all-time greatness, do we think oh, of Big no, Ben no. as all-time, all-time Ooh. great? Big Ben as all-time, all-time oh, great? Oh, fucking A! He's top five right now. In right season. there. He had 5,000. I just said like 10 minutes ago, he had 5,000 yards. He's a man. Come on. 64,000. Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan are six. Oh, and I knew Matt Ryan. Oh, I had it. It's because it's garbage, though, and Eli Manning is number 10. <laughs> I didn't want to put Eli in there. When I said Peyton Manning, I figured, like, okay, Eli's in this bitch. But then I was like, nah, maybe it's just the Super Bowls. You know, I didn't think of, like, the longevity. I was trying to think of the longevity, and, of course, it's the, the other three guys I was missing. I got seven out of the ten, and three guys that are missing is from the same goddamn class. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we don't – I mean, I – I don't think of them. As oh, I was missing. I was missing uh, crappy eyes too. I forgot about him. Yeah, but I don't I think got any, out of four. I don't think any of us think of them as like all time. You know, four like you know QB talents and shit like that. That's why the passing yards. I mean, it, it's really about the times. Because look, here's eleven through twenty: Matt Stafford, John Elway, Warren Moon, Fran Tarkenton, Carson Palmer, Vinny Testaverde, Drew Bledsoe, Dan Carson Fox, Palmer, bro, Joe Flacco, and Kerry Collins. Hey, Carson Palmer was a G, bro. I love Carson Palmer because fantasy, bro, made me love him, bro. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. But that's what's crazy, man. Those uh, those all-time, 
It's uh, it's going to be just like the all-time scoring shit for NBA. You know, like LeBron, I mean, passing Wilt Chamberlain or whatever. Like, man, Wilt Chamberlain used to be at least have like five guys like draped all over him trying to stop him, you know, and he's still scoring the point. Like right now, nobody can even like, you know, breathe on LeBron. Robert. Oh, you know what I forgot to ask? Because it was such a cool story. But I forgot to ask, like, did you ever meet Earl Campbell? Right. I forgot to ask Ricky that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a cool love. Uh, that was a cool Heisman story that he gave us. I, I think the email, maybe I got a Dropbox to you or something, but I cut that whole clip. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll chop it up and send it to you in segments or something. Okay. Dennis said, Fran the man. Yeah, Fran Tarkenton. He's the one that just used to run around like crazy, but uh, was still throwing like crazy as well. And, and and going to the West Coast offense and the run, and in the, you know, involved in the run game and all that shit. Look at Joe Montana and Steve Young in there. Yep. I mean, because that was part of that, you know what I mean? Where I mean, just, shit, when you only play, when you play less than 10 seasons, you know, because, like, shit. I mean, Joe Montana, I think he might have played a little bit more, but Steve Young didn't, right? Because of his uh, fucking... Uh, I think Joe Montana played 11 as a starter because he went to the Chiefs for the one year. Yeah, and then, then retired, right? 79 to 94, but uh, obviously he wasn't a starter for... Really, I guess. Oh, was- he got drafted in '79 to the to, yeah. to, to the Niners. Yeah, because my dad was there in '78 in Frisco. That's when he moved to Frisco, and he was by himself. He said he was out there for a year by himself before he was able to bring my mom and then my, my and my grandma. They were the first. They were the next wave. But then then it was my little sister after that. You know what I mean? And see him back then. I, I mean, my little sister, my older sister. I just say he just didn't even start right away. Like he only he only started one game in '79. Then he started seven games in '80, and then he was the starter in '81 on. Wow! And, and it was two years that he was in Kansas City because the guys like Joe Montana being that great. It was a thing. Like yo, they got to sit, man. Yeah, you got to sit, man. Yeah, like, like, Steve, Steve Young, Young, Steve Young sat. He was <laughs> mad as fuck too. You know, yeah. he always said he regretted that. That when he won the Super Bowl, they're you know you know they're in the they're in the locker room, and and and, and you know he's feeling himself. They're like, ah, you you see you see this? Hey, hey, somebody, somebody, take it off my back. <laughs> take the monkey off my back <laughs> because he was in the shadow of Joe Montana for all those years, and when he got the gig, and he finally got one, and that's the only one he got. And see, and that's what's crazy though. It's so hard to win a Super Bowl. That like just getting one. That that's I mean. I, but he said he regretted doing that though. Well, yeah, just made himself. Because he look was like young that. and like he wished yeah. he would have had more class. Because Joe Montana, like he wouldn't have been as great as he was if it wasn't for Joe. And she, you know, you just shit you don't realize till you're older and you're like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, all the PC shit you're supposed to say after the fact, right? <laughs> yeah. What's and, up, Dennis? Dennis says '79 was a great year. That's the year I was born. Nice. There you go, Dennis. And look at that. Carl said, will Marino be out of the top 10 in uh, 10 to 15 years? Yeah. I mean, let's, let's see who's nipping at his heels yeah. right now. Um, I guess it depends on how long Matthew Stafford plays. Oh, no, let me go. He's like, I got to be mean to me. <laughs> the world and, uh, is good, but actually, you said the next 10 to 15 years. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, just think about it. I mean, guys like Mahomes and Burrow and shit like that. Like, let's see. Uh, let's see if we like how far we can get of a list of getting active players. 
Yeah, I'm crazy. Mahomes is 84th in uh, in all-time passing yards with 24,000. <laughs> so, I mean, he's going to be shooting up that like crazy. Um, and, yeah, I found a big list. This has all the way – I mean, shit, now we're up to uh, – now I have a list of the top 250 uh, QB uh, with uh, their passing yards. And uh, let's see. Let me see. Let me see where the next like active players are on here after number twenty. Oh, Russell Wilson is twenty-one right now, with uh, with forty thousand. So, yeah, I mean, I assume he would be a guy that would get there. He's only so if he gets twelve thousand when when he whenever he gets twelve thousand. Shit, Russell Wilson just passed Joe Montana and Johnny Unitas this past year. It's fucking wild. And, uh, yeah, so Russell Wilson, someone who's in range. Kirk Cousins got 37000 I mean, him and Russ are the same age. Um, Derek Carr's got 35000 So Kirk Cousins is 28th. Derek Carr is 32nd. Bakes a lot. 32nd. Right above Jay Cutler, who's 33rd. And right above Ryan Fitzpatrick at 34. Let's see. Where's the other active guys yeah see we just got to go farther down for all these active guys jared goff 74th 25,000 uh dak 24 um 24,000 almost 25,000 mahomes right behind him uh 24,000 let's see who else josh allen 18,126 deshaun watson 15,151st, Herbert, 168, Murray, 170, Herbert's got 14,000 already, Lamar Jackson, 12,000, Burrow, Sam Darnold, Danny Pesos, Gino, all those guys are in the top 200, but yeah, there's a... Yeah, I mean, really at the top, it's like Russ, Russ and Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. I guess those are the guys who were uh, who were the closest. And saying, how old's Derek Carr? Thirty. Okay. He's about thirty-one. Yeah, see, I mean, this is wild, man. I mean, Derek Carr's thirty, like all time passing right now. It's been in the game for ten years. Yeah. But uh, he, he barely started throwing for four thousand while since 2018. But so since 2018, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So he had put 20,000 yards up just in the last five years. Yeah, let's see. Let's even say he just put up uh, just 35, 3,500. Let's see, that'd be one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. He'd have to play eight more seasons at thirty-five hundred to uh, to eclipse Dan Marino. It's crazy though. Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be a day where Dan Marino's kicked out of the top ten of uh, of this. I mean, it's me- it's meant to be like that as the sport grows and and continues, right? Because like, if it was to end, right? Like, see, it's funny too because Tom Brady. Why does this? Why does this motherfucker always have the first, right? You know what? Nobody's ever hosted. You know what? Oh shit, bro! I'm about to go to the Niners. Nah, but bro, listen, Tampa Bay's hosting the Super Bowl this year. You know what? I'll go there. 
be the first. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kobe This motherfucker did that. And then it happened again the next year, right? The Rams won it. The hosting. Yep. Back to back years. It's never happened in 50, whatever the fuck, plus years of the Super Bowl era. So see, so he, pay, he played 23 seasons. There's this big ass menacing fly right now. He averaged 38.75 a year. 38.75. Hold Let's on, straight, there's a big fly in here. <laughs> Let's see what Mahomes is averaging right now. That fly is high as fuck right now. So Mahomes has been in six years. Shoot, fly. Don't bother me. Yeah, so it's crazy. Mahomes is only averaging maybe almost like 200 more yards per uh, per season than Brady. So he's, he would de- he's definitely going to have to play a shitload of seasons either way. Here's a question for you. This is not far-fetched because he got one under the belt now. Can Mahomes at minimum match or can he eclipse Drew Brees' 5,000-yard seasons? See, that one's going to be tough because, like, you literally can't miss games. And, like, 5,000 isn't easy. I mean, we saw Brady do it. We saw Herbert do it. But it was like, man, like, those teams had, like. How many times did Brady do it? Twice? No, nah, he's only not. Oh, yeah, he's done yeah. that twice. He's he did it right. once in 2007, yeah. Okay. And then Manny's only done it the once. That year that he broke the record. Yeah. The year that he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Lost it. Yeah. Big Ben did it once. Stafford's done it twice. Dan Marino's did it once. And Breeze did it five times. Five fucking times. That's why, he, that's why he's the fantasy goat to me. Because, like, man, those five, if you have a QB that has 5,000 yards, you're going to be in the championship. Like, I mean, that's usually how it's working. And Breeze could have got you there on five separate occasions. Yeah, those five, six, seven, eight, nine points you might lose by that, and that you got that QB. He's doing that. He's putting thirty burgers up for you. Remember, this is most of the time like four points scoring touchdown leagues back in the day. The dumbass playing in predominantly still to this day. It's weird, right? I, the scoring in mine has always been the QB premium with the fifteen, you know, per point. So mm-hmm. That's another reason why Breeze was always like the goat to me because it was just. Insane. I didn't start doing. Pre- I didn't start doing premium until till, uh, twenty eighteen. When I started hosting my, my first uh, Superflex, because I said it, it occurred to me, like, why? But it was only 20, the so one point for every 20. So it was five points for every 100 instead of four. You know what I mean? It was always to match the IDP, and it was always to make the QBs, like, hands down the most valuable, you know, at least because of, like, how much they'd be scoring. <laughs> that was my thought process behind it. And uh, Carl, the Superfans channel, said Burrow's on pace to have 59,000 by the end of uh, season 2032. Yeah, that's what's crazy is, like, I mean, at least the numbers that Tom Brady did put up, you know, like, I mean, whoever eclipses some of his numbers, they're either going to have to, like, have multiple, you know, 5,000-yard seasons, you know, like, have a bunch of them, or they're just going to have to be there longevity-wise. Because I don't even think – I don't know if anybody will be able to eclipse. Um, if anyone would be able to eclipse uh, Tom Brady in less than like twenty years, 
unless they have like a shitload of 5,000 yard, you know, seasons. Like that's what it would come down to. All right, let's see. What other news do we got? Um, for the Patriots, Gasicki and Hunter Henry, they've been on the field together in a whole bunch of different schemes. So um, just be prepared for, for both tight ends to be involved. Let's see. Talked about that one yesterday. Um, news. Yeah, really. That that's it. Yeah, so that was the uh, yeah, that was the uh, last piece of news there. Bring that back real quick. That Tom Brady thing, because there was a lot of commotion going on in my house at this time. My bad. That Tom Brady, like um, Tom Brady, did put up so much numbers that it's probably going to be impossible. No, for no, some... no, no, no. I mean, like earlier, earlier in the show, like the Tom Brady news. Oh, that, that he said that he's not coming back. Oh wow, man! He really said that. Yeah, so I think he's lying. I said that right already earlier. Look at it. Look at the season that he had, though. I mean, uh, yeah, like you don't mm-hmm. want to end on like a down season, but if you don't have when he when when he was the last Patriot play he had, it was a pick six in the playoffs to, for them to lose against the yeah. Titans and be one and done. He came back the very next year, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, come to my Niners, Brady. Come to my yeah. Niners. Yeah. That's why he wants them to sign that deal so he can pass that rule, bro. So he can be part owner of the Raiders and destroy them from within and then play for my Niners and win for us. Because you, you remember the reason why why he wanted to go to the Bucks. It was because of all the weapons, man. Like, he hadn't played on a also, weapons like that like in, a, in forever. Because even when he had Randy Moss, he only had Randy Moss. Not like he had a whole bunch of other guys. So there was supposedly just how it went down. It was like the Raiders, the Titans, the Niners, and the Bucks, right? Then he goes like this. He says, fuck the Raiders, like straight up, fuck them. Because apparently Gruden was like, I, I like, that's why like Brady would make comments like, oh, you want to win with that motherfucker? You think you'll win with that motherfucker? Like that was like he said that like on a, on Howard Stern or some shit where it was like, but he never said he was talking about Derek Carr, but everyone always laughs at that. That you know what I mean? Yeah. Then there was the Titans because Vrabel had a connection, right? And like, and he just it just didn't you know he was like nah, right? For whatever reason. Then it was the Niners because that was you know his childhood dream and shit. Yeah. And then the Niners didn't work out ultimately because we were like we're gonna stick with Jimmy, stupid, right? Stupid Niners. But then, ultimately, he made the he made the choice with Tampa because geographically, he's not gonna have to change too much of his shit with his kids and his other kid, his firstborn from his other from outside before he was even married, because that that kid lives in New York. So yeah, that was supposedly. And now I guess that kid's old. He's like eighteen now, I think. And having a really good defense and a really good offense had to have something to do with it as well. I mean, it's got to be. I do like that it was Bruce Arians, too, a scorn coach. You know I what mean, I mean? Jameis just threw for 5,000 with that offense before Brady got there. And, 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 and you know, uh, Bruce Arians, he's won it before as a coordinator, right? Who was he? Which, which one was he? With the Steelers, right? Let's see. Help me out here. I think it was I think it was crazy Uncle Bruce Bruce, man. Cause they were they were no wonder 
No wonder uh, Roethlisberger morphed into one of the prolific pastors at one point. Because he was with fucking Uncle Bruce Bruce. Let me see. No. That was... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, assistant coach. That's what it was. Oh, he was in the building. Yeah, there we go. And that okay. was... Uh, so, but he... And he got... Oh, no, no, no. Not the, uh, not the nine, though. All the way back. The, the first... Oh. One. So the uh, the first the OG years, the, yeah. the fucking what, what the Seahawks? Did, he won twice. He yes. went twice, but only the first year he won when he had a horrible ass performance, Roethlisberger. But when they had the bus and they beat the Seahawks, that was the year that he won uh, as an assistant coach. Okay, so maybe my theory, my version was better though, right? Let me see. Did he get both? Let's see. Actually, okay, he was there for both, actually. So he was the assistant coach. For both of them. Not just one. Both of them. Wow. Okay. Look at Uncle Bruce Bruce. Then he got his as a head coach. Yeah. And he was one of those guys, always about the black folks, bro. That's why I love Uncle Bruce Bruce. Well, that was what was cool about Tampa is, like, their whole coaching staff was black. It was like. Uh, I mean, because he brought his guys on. Yeah. Like he, you know what, what up, Dion? What up, what up Dion? Uncle Bruce Bruce was he was a, a, a trailblazer in that sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he was the type of dude he was talking. He was like, "Hey, look here, Jack." You know what I mean? Like, Always rocking his Kangol hat, right? He's like, "I'll pay the fines." Remember that? They changed the rule for him. They passed the rule for him because they love him so much. Yeah, everybody voted for it because for years he was when when he became the head coach. For the Cardinals, he was getting fine wearing them hats. You know what I mean? Not NFL approved. Right? Hey, this shout out to Marshawn Lynch. He used to get fined by his own team because he would always be in the, in the pressers wearing Raiders shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that nobody ever brought up anything about Marshawn Lynch, like not standing for the uh, for the anthem. And uh but Kaepernick, because he was specifically not stand like you know kneeling right in front it's of him. It's also because it's it because that was also the moment that people was like, oh, he's half black, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? They thought he was like he, they knew he was mixed, but they you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Marshawn was, <laughs> I mean, I guess Cap was trying to make a political statement. Marshawn was just like, nah, I'm not standing. Marshawn was just from Oakland, bro. Yeah, I'm not standing. I'm from the town, blood. <laughs> Man, fuck America. <laughs> Shit's so funny in the, in the league, fucking, uh, when he starts working with Taco. And he was like, Marshawn, he was like, in the beginning, I'm going to have to pay you in Skittles. And he was like, oh, he's like, all right. He's like, you know, that's my shit, right? And he was like, no, what do you mean? That's <laughs> 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 just actually around it. He's like, well, coincidence. We pay people in our, the currency here is Skittles. <laughs> I'm in the place to be, boss. <laughs> I think I'm in the right place, boss. In the very first season, uh, the commissioner of their league is talking shit. He's like, come on, guys. We hey, need. Hold on. I got to say this real quick, man, because Marshawn Lynch is so polarizing that what he says becomes a thing. Remember when he's like about that action, boss? Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, because in the town, 
That means well, I'm, I'm I'm ready to shoot, motherfucking ready. <laughs> I'm about that action, mouse. <laughs> and then you got Dion, man, I love him, man. You know, he's about that action, mouse. It's like listen, man. <laughs> because you know the older generations, they get ten. Uh, Ricky said something that resonated with me. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm a little like a generation and a half. You know what I mean? Away from some of those motherfuckers that are in their twenties. You know what I mean? Yeah. That wouldn't know, but if they know, they know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what the hell is it going to say? Oh, yeah. And in the, the league in the first year, the commissioner said, all right, guys, league fees during the draft. I need them on time, okay? And Taco, no homemade hummus. It's got to be cash. <laughs> so Taco's always trying to get some trades going for uh, <laughs> for his league. Some hummus? Yeah. Hey, hey, here's the funniest shit. You can actually, you can actually go find this on uh, the first time I got hard to start on my podcast, and we started talking about fantasy karma, uh-huh. and, Jay, and they started laughing. And, you know, back then it was just audio, but I'm on the Facetime group shit. Okay. You know, saying so we all rock it, and it was funny as a motherfucker because JD would be like, "Yeah, man, you know, I'm playing my cousin," and I'd be like. Hey man, what you want to talk about, bro? Something to eat, bro. You want something? You know, it was like, I'm like, I thought I was the only one that did shit like that. Yeah. Like, like, bro, listen, bro, it's your birth. Like, I hated when I because the fantasy gods would always curse me in the sense where, like, but maybe the blessing and a cursing, but they would be like, you're playing your boy on his birthday week. I'm like, fuck. You know what I mean? Hey, listen, bro. A lot of Capricorns. That's what it is, huh? No, just no, just throughout the whole entire season, even. Oh, oh, not even. I thought you said. I thought you said in the playoffs. I remember I played Candlestick on his wedding week. <laughs> I was hot as fuck. He planned. Like, he planned it just around. Yeah, the just around that. I mean, I, no, he didn't plan it. <laughs> he did not plan it. The fantasy <laughs> guy thought it was funny. <laughs> Listen, man, you're in Hawaii, and you're gonna win all your matches except for the one where you're hella projected to beat Candlestick. You know what I mean? That shit. Uh, is- <laughs> I mean, like you know, they just get this extra luck. You know what I mean? That's, Listen, I think, I, I, I think I that's- the miracles on my birthday. My, my birthday is November thirtieth, so it's like it, my, my shit is deep in the season. So I pulled off some miracles, some Monday night miracles. Yeah, I think that's why we all like the league is because like a lot of the just like you said, just the fantasy oh. karma right there. Like, <laughs> I mean, even trying to buy someone, you know, a beer or something like that. Like, uh, it's Pete and uh, Pete and Andre in the championship, and they're like at the uh, at the bar, uh, being cordial with each other at this exact moment before some shit's about to pop off. But they're offering each other to buy a beer, and they're both declining in like a very proper manner. <laughs> uh, okay, look at this. This is how I knew I broke. Okay, my man's bro, and you. I was actually on stream with you, so it's the it's the fantasy championship, uh, uh, two thousand twenty one. It was a Sunday nighter. You remember that? Uh huh. When AJ Dillon runs me into the couple championships, bro, and fucking uh, there's another guy on the stream who won't mention his name because he's not, he's nothing, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a couple days. Uh, 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 before that night, my boy came through, and you know it's Christmas season. He's dropping gifts off for mm-hmm. uh, for my kids. We're doing like a little gift swap type of shit. Mm-hmm. Hey man, Merry Christmas, bro. And he's like, champ. 
And I'm like, don't you fuck you. I'm like, <laughs> give me a six pack of these I Mac Dre IPAs. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The hyphy juice or whatever it was called. Yeah, bro. And he was like, Yeah, man, go ahead, man. Enjoy your night, bro. <laughs> I'm like, fuck that shit, bro. I see what you're trying to do, bro. Merry Christmas, by the way. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was refused. And listen, when AJ Dillon ran that shit, and I popped that motherfucker over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I was playing against him in the chip. And he was trying to plug me with the, he was like, man, what a thoughtful gift. I remember one time, this one dude, this is a while ago, paid with a check. And he's like, don't worry, it won't bounce or nothing. <laughs> and for the memo, <laughs> he said fantasy, he put uh, my fantasy football championship. And he was like, as soon as you cash it, it's putting it into existence. I'm about to win. Did he win? Nope. He made it to the championship and lost. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost the coolest story. <laughs> He was about to get all, you know what I would have told him right there? Style points don't count. Because <laughs> how much style points is that right there? Yeah, yeah. Because right? I almost didn't want to cash it. Because I only write checks my mouth can cash, bro. So when I said, here, look at this, here's this check. And when you cash it, on my championship. <laughs> and he was in the chip thinking, this is destiny, huh? He had it was the Cam Newton year, and he had Cam Newton. Twenty fourteen, yeah, and actually twenty fifteen, twenty fifteen. You know what? It was the RG three year. That's what it was. Oh, twenty twelve. Yeah. Oh, it's going crazy. Yeah, and he had RG three. Got them all in. Make mine out. Make my check out to the champ. (laughs) Ah. That's what was one thing that was super cool about the league. Also, they were getting uh, for the fantasy drafts or whatever things in the beginning. They would get uh, they would get NFL players like on to do cameos. And I remember, uh, yeah, RG three, he was on it uh, that year. Is the year that he was drafted. And they have it all set up like it's the uh, the NFL draft. And uh, <laughs> he was pissed about the team that he got drafted to, the fantasy team that he got drafted to. That's funny. Yeah, classic stuff. Classic stuff. Whew. All right. How about right. one? One more, and then let's get up out of here. We got the light it up, light it up. Get high we got the butterfly effect today at five o'clock. So in about two and a half hours, uh, this is going to be a good one. And uh, the way that we're breaking it down, what do you think about this bogey? So for the show. Uh, for our show, we're going to have a first act, a second act, and a third act now. I like that. Look at that. Yeah. So act one is going to be, we just, you know, talk about the movie a little bit, like uh, who's in it, you know, box office, all that kind of stuff, a little bit of backstory on the movie. And then uh, we get into the beginning of the movie. Act two is going to be mainly like us talking about, you know, majority of the movie. And then act three that's going to be us talking about the climax of the movie, if that's what happens at the very, very end, and then rating. The ejaculation of the movie. Favorite quotes and all that. Cool. 
Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And, here, and here's here's a new rating system that we're gonna start doing as well. Remember back in the day, you used to be able to like the two day rental, five day rental. You know, like remember that I used to rent by the day. Yeah. 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 So, so now the rating is gonna be: Would you buy the movie? Oh. Is it a five day rental, one that you need to probably watch more than once? Is it a two day rental? You know, one that like. You know, you're cool with it. You may just watch it once, but you're going to get into it. Or just the same day rental where that shit's trash and you just had to take it back the same day. Or is it so great <laughs> that I could, in hindsight, say, if I knew this movie was that great, I would have camped out for that son of a bitch <laughs> on opening night. <laughs> And then motherfuckers and Ashton Kutcher just punked me. Hey, the movie comes out next week, bro. Ah, three days. <laughs> <laughs> and I think out of a lot of the Ashton Kutcher movies that I took a chance on to watch, I, I, I feel bad for him because this is the first one of the earlier ones I watched outside of like being a fan of him on the 70s show. When I watched well, it, I mean, this kind of was. Yeah, I was like, this guy's really fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, the dude where's my car was in that. Bro, that's like, this guy's like the next Keanu. Like, you know what I mean? That was like his Bill and Ted type of shit. Like, this guy, real. And then I watched all his other movies after this, as over the years. Like, man, that guy, he went to the rom com and just killed rom com forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, even uh, there was the dude wears my car. That's what I remember him first in, and then he did Just Married, like right before the butterfly effect, and so yeah. he was already kind of on. He's already the on the rom com high, bro. Yeah. See, I didn't want... See, you know what's funny though? I did, I did, uh, I did want to fuck the fuck with that though because then it's like, don't watch Butterfly Effect number two. It will ruin it for you. I didn't even know they came out with it. Listen, second. bro. Listen, have that stricken for the record. There is <laughs> See, no butterfly. Like, okay, like what would be cool? Is if we got like a prequel to the butterfly effect where it's like the dad. Remember, because oh, the dad has the same shit. Who knows his videos? His home <laughs> videos or whatever. Who knows what he did, but I assume that is you know a bunch of things that ended up landing him in the, the mental hospital. But so I wonder if he actually ended up killing someone. Because that nah, was probably I bet you he admitted it himself because he was like, fuck this dude, take it all away from me. Yeah, okay. And that's probably why I didn't even hear about it, Dennis. Okay, yeah, Ashton isn't even in it, which makes sense, yeah. Because especially if you watch the director's cut of Butterfly Effect, I mean, spoiler alert. He's gonna, it never even happened after that. He was never even born. It just never even fucking happened. That's what's crazy, how, like, it, like literally, like, the very, very end of the movie, like, literally from where they put the projector on, projector on, like that's different, and then I think one, his dad was a dope dealer. And then one scene in the movie that was it to make it like all <laughs> his dad cool. was a D boy for show, bro. How that the was, fuck do you could you even afford to have a camera like that and have repeated videos to to do his little thing that he does where he just you know what I mean calls back, yeah. right? Like well, the, no, I thought he said I thought they said photo album, photo album, all right. Yeah, was it one of those expensive cameras? I doubt it. I'm just saying he was selling work, bro. Yeah, what if it was How do you afford to get all those pictures developed, man? Could have been a Polaroid. Who knows? That's a good point. How much were Polaroids back in the 80s, bro? Had to be expensive. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, that was just right on the spot, like, instant. 
Like that would like instant gratification like no other. Okay, you ready for this? This is yeah. for right. This is this is goes back to earlier what we were saying, like how people escapism, right? Some people escape their shit, right? See, I've never been I never drank like that. You know what I mean? I always drank in good times, you know what I mean? Yeah. I always drank life is good. I never wanted to drink and then and like when shit is fucked up, because then it's like I want to go for do some fuck shit. You know what I mean? Like that's like the wrong, that's like the worst way to do shit. Yeah. You know but also when I drink, I think the wildest things that I want to do, right? You get the braveness to want to do. Bro, I want to get an arcade in my house, man. Yeah. I think I already mentioned that, huh? Yeah. My girl's going to be so fucking pissed if I do that. <laughs> yeah, you got to I don't want just a machine. How could you have an arcade? It's like a gun rack. You can't just have a gun. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like where, like, are you really going to go out and buy like five of them at the same time? It's probably like at one point. Yeah. And then at one point you'll get another. What if I find a guy? I mean, if you find a guy and you can just buy a bunch, I mean, yeah. See, but it would be enough. cool to get, I mean, shit, I told you, I saw the Simpsons and Blitz 2000 just in Walmart and they were like 500 bucks, like just for those machines. And like, but man. Were you, able to plug, were you able to plug in your other consoles and stuff like that? Is it, is it advanced like that? So that I that I have no idea. Just, I, I think it's just its own its own standalone game. Okay. Yeah, just like know. in the just like in the arcade. Cause it was like the same setup and like because I'm okay with that. But like you know what I mean? Like I'm okay with that. I I, I kinda wanna do that. But like, you know what I'm saying? I want to get Street Fighter machines. I do like like the idea like, like okay, my, you know Fornicator? Fornicator uh, got Fornicator got an NBA jam machine. Tight. <laughs> with the, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he said he got it from Walmart. He said it hit him by 200 bucks. Yeah. And it was the four people. And he's like, somebody licensing it out but, like that. And someone's building it up. And he put it together himself. I said, they don't yeah. put it together. No, it's like, you, you couldn't make it the cabinet. No, it, yeah, it comes in like a little fucking, like, I don't know, maybe it's like five feet, six feet long or something, however tall it is to stand up. Yeah, and it's like a, a couple, you know. Yeah, because he had hit me one time. I was chopping it up with him. This was last Christmas. And he said he got it for his little man. I said, bro, how old is your little man? I said, you got that for you, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the face time he was, you know what I mean, putting that thing together. That's tight. Dennis said, y'all remember NBA Street back in the day? Cool. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get into it too much, but yeah, I remember that. It was cool. I like the I NBA I was super you know, like you can make a whole life. They, they, they got so advanced where it was like, now you can get into the league and like, you can make yeah. your house. I was so much into the NBA 2K that I was like, I don't got time for two basketball games to like invest. Plus, NBA 2K is where everybody was, where everybody was at. Man, if I know, if I I was like a version, how about this? Would you say NBA Street was like? It was like Blitz. It was like Blitz. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because I mean, they did legit create like. Like what was that? Was it a THQ or I can't remember who created Blitz or whatever the. Uh, I don't they, think it was. They, was it THQ? No think, fucking way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And uh, but they legit came out with the baseball version, a hockey version. You know, like all. I guess they never did the basketball. So I mean, that's kind of what NBA Street ended up being. But uh, yeah, man. Like, had I, uh, man, I wish I would have known. I guess I don't wish, but man, it would have been sick to know. That like gaming was going to be what it was because I was so good at NBA 2K because they told us, What are you doing? Wasting your life away, just gaming and shit. (laughs) You know, it's hella funny, bro. Where I grew up at, 
They had the internet cafes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where you'd go yeah. and fucking play on their were playing. They were playing Counter-Strike. Uh-huh. That was the game. First-person shooter. And, like, you would have, like, Counter-Strike gangs and shit. These motherfuckers would go there and game against other candidates. Motherfuckers is all online. But yeah. You, but, you know what I'm saying? But then DSL wasn't affordable for the common folk just yet during that time. Like, yeah, like, early cool. 2000s. And so even like, having the, the dopest like computers to be able to find yeah, yeah. the way you want to. So these motherfuckers is gaming. And you know what I'm saying? And like that shit just evolved. Like I remember the homies when they got when we when they got into Halo. Yeah. You know, it'd be Friday night, like, what the fuck y'all doing, bro? Like, let's go get some buzzy. You know what I mean? like, oh, Halo, we got a big tournament, bro. There's racks on it. Like, oh word? Yeah, see, that's fucking wild, like, man. Fucking no, racks on it, man. Yeah. Motherfuckers was young. They had their their crew was like fools all from the bay, and then they my homies, and then they had a couple cats from LA. And then they didn't then they would go out to LA and go to tournaments down there and shit. And like, and it, I'm in San Jose where they got the fucking that arena. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. And, uh the, the, the San Jose Shark was uh the, the, the SAP, right? Yeah, the, the arena, bro, and fucking yeah. They would have fucking tournaments there, bro. Where you're looking at the big screen shit. The shit's wild. Oh, man, there goes Bogey right into the Matrix. Let's see if he gets back here. But, yeah, that shit is wild, man. Like, fuck. Had we only known. Because, like, look at that. I mean, man, now you got all these different, like, like, um, what's it called? Uh, Like, gaming teams and shit like that. And, like, you know, different different people are getting on there for different games. Because, like, not everyone's a gamer of everything. And, like, man. So fucking cool. Got to get back into gaming, man. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? This is the perfect time to uh, to wrap this thing up. We'll be back in two and a half hours with Butterfly Effect. Me and Nelly Nell. I believe Buggy's going to make an appearance as well. So make sure you guys subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdowns. We'll be here, though. So make sure you come back and tune in with us. We're going to talking about the Butterfly Effect. Marty said he just turned it on. Should finish in time for SSB. Let's get it. We'll see you guys there. Peace out. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. There's no surprise, I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.